This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's in the huddle, guys. Make sure you subscribe Tuesday, Thursdays. We talk all things NFL, take you behind the scenes. We'll give you the latest stories. We'll do it in the offseason as well. We'll do it in the playoffs. We're here for you. I want to talk about Tua for a minute. Um, then we're going to get to some NFC stuff. Two or three picks in the fourth quarter. Now you're turning the, the ball. You're, you're handing the ball over to Teddy Bridgewater. For those who don't know, Tua's in the concussion protocol. Okay? That's another conversation, again, that we'll have because if this continues to happen, you start saying how many times he's going to be in the concussion protocol. Yeah. It's concerning. But more concerning is his play. And I thought it was a Dolphins collapse in the Packers with the veteran quarterback and Aaron Rodgers just did what they needed to do to win on the road. Everything fell the Packers' way with all the winning, you know, away from them having to win. Everybody won and lost who needed to lose and win. And then they win, and here the Packers are sitting there still in, in, in playoff contention. How worried are you about Tua? How can he look so good and then well, look so bad? Well, if he was concussed, I think that explain, you know, that would explain a lot of it. I mean, there's you know a play early in the second half where he got tossed to the field hard and, and appeared to, as he landed, have his neck cocked back and hit yep. the back of his head. So now it wasn't obviously spotted in real time, and, and I guess um, – and how you know, does that keep but how does that keep happening, Jason? Don't you have these guys that are specifically watching for these concussion moments? You you have a number of them. Yeah. You you have them on the sidelines, you have them eyes in the sky. Um, and you obviously have cameras all over the place, and a lot of people are privy to that in real time. But it wasn't spotted, and he didn't, you know, from the accounts coming out of the Dolphins press conferences on Monday. He didn't really report any symptoms until, you know, far after that game. But for someone who has, as he has, taken so many shots to the head this year, for someone who's had to miss parts of the season already because he was concussed. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a doctor. I don't know exactly the timeline of everything. But you one could posit a theory that, like, the Packers defense didn't all of a sudden start knowing where stuff was going. And Tua didn't all of a sudden forget the game plan and become super inaccurate because to that point, he was averaging like 20-something yards of an attempt. Yeah. That he wasn't – him. you know what I mean? That he was in a fog, that he wasn't himself, that he wasn't seeing things right, that the speed of play felt different to him because whether he knew it or not, his brain was experiencing some trauma. I mean, again, I, I don't know – how much we'll find out, right? Tua himself won't be made available to the media again until he's, whenever he's healthy, comes yeah. out of concussion protocol, which might not even be this year. Until or unless they get a system that's totally foolproof, which maybe that'll never exist. I, I think there is also an onus on that player 
to some degree. Maybe onus is too strong of a word, but I, I feel like there's a level of responsibility to like say, hey, I I bashed the back of my head on the ground. I, I guess nobody saw it, but I smacked, you know, when Check I got me out. Also like a rag doll, the back yes. of my head, you know, like my brainstem area smashed the ground. And, you know, can somebody, you know, check me out. Now, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive. No, then, but I, like, I don't. I, don't. But, I think this is player responsibility, Jason. This is – and here's the problem. And, I, and when, the, when the Tua incident happened earlier this year, when we were all frightened because he's on the field and – and and it was one of the most scary moments because signs of trauma. Yeah. yeah, you you don't want to see a guy die on the field. There's two things playing here. One is the player responsibility. I don't feel right. Check me out or take me out of the game. But number but, but part of that is players don't do that. Guys are built to not do that, right? And the other part for Tua is let's be honest, he's chasing a bag. Tua's trying to get to that next deal. And if I screw myself by saying, hey, I've got all these concussion issues and my playing time starts getting cut and I'm not playing and I'm not getting the reps, you're not getting to that bag. So he, I know he understands that. And so I'm going to do everything I can to play. But that is where you're risking my future health and life versus me chasing this and wanting to get to 150 million, whatever it's going to be, 200 million. So two is never going to say, hey, my head is hurting. Take me out. He's hurting his team by not helping himself and make those decisions. And then you say you come back. What's worse, right? Him leaving the game or him throwing three picks? Yeah. And, and look, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I've got it figured out or I have all the solutions. Clearly, there are still holes in this process and there are things happening on that football field that are not being detected um, nearly enough in, in real time. Um, there are, I'm sure, more preventative measures that, um, can and will be taken. And again, I, I don't know that you'll ever find a situation where with 22 guys on the field and all that going on, that we're going to see every instance of potential head trauma sure. by someone the moment it happens. Um, it's better, Jason, than it was, right? When, sure. we, when we were growing up, nobody cared about concussions, right? It was glorified. And, 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 and then he rung got, his bell. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was seeing stars. It's better yeah. than it was. It's gotten better, and I do commend the NFL for saying, hey, we're trying. It's not their fault, and this is where Jason is right. Tua's got to say, I don't feel right. You know, uh, I got hit a couple of plays back. Guys, check me out. I just think it's hard to ask players to do that, especially under those circumstances. All right, we, let's move on, Jason. we got to talk about the NFC stuff here before we get out of here. In the huddle, guys, subscribe. Tuesday, Thursdays, new episodes. We're talking about two weeks left in the NFL. We're going back and telling you all the things that we're thinking, people we've talked to, things that are going on around the league. All right, Eagles, Vikings, 49ers have emerged as the top dogs for the NFC. And then Dallas is in there. And now I, I want to talk about Dallas because here's where I'm at with the Cowboys. And, and I've come on here and I've said, listen, Cowboys are a Super Bowl team. I'm buying them. I know you and Baldy, not so much. Here's my concern, though. I don't know if I trust Dak Prescott on the road for three, for three games to go win three games in the playoffs. That is my concern with the Cowboys, despite them beating the Eagles. And, Jason, this was a much more important game for the Cowboys than it was. Oh, the yeah. Look, I'm, I'm still a Cowboys skeptic. Um, Dak. Yes, he, he, he's, he's good for like a pick six a week now for six weeks running. But even beyond that, are, are people still saying this is an elite defense? Like, is that narrative still out there? Like, 
Ooh. Is Dan Quinn still a genius? Do you, I mean, I don't know. Is he? I, I never, like, again, I wasn't one of the ones ready to anoint them after week six or whatever. But, like, Gardner Minshew did whatever he wanted. And, and guess what? The only reason Gardner Minshew didn't hang about, I don't know, a 40-burger or a 45-burger on him was because dudes kept fumbling the ball. Yeah. Or the officials let that Dallas secondary get away with uh, <laughs> kind of whatever they wanted. And, you know, was that a bang-bang play or was the receiver getting hit in the back before the ball even got there, right? So all that went in Dallas's favor. They got gift fumbles. A lot of times that they didn't even create, dude just coughed it up. I mean, Minshew was playing a lot of pitch and catch. He was. Like, like I, I thought Dallas was going to win that game. I mean, I thought Philly was going to win that game. I mean, I, I think Philly played well enough in most regards to win that game. They 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 had four turnovers. Um, and they, they weren't going to be able to overcome that on the road with the backup quarterback on a day where they lost Lane Johnson. But, man, they came close. And I think they continued to expose – the underbelly of Dallas, which is the decision-making from the quarterback at times and the defense that um, it, it kind of really waffles from series to series, right? I mean, it's like Parsons gets two pressures and three plays. They're off the field. That doesn't yep. happen. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know how that plays out in the postseason, but um, from the Eagles' standpoint – that I mean, it's all about if they if they don't get Lane Johnson back, that's going to rear its ugly head at some he's, point. He's like, a beast too. You Man, you can great. get you know two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. You probably hold up, but you're going to come up against and maybe it is Dallas, some team that's got a couple of dudes who can get off, and you're having to change your whole offense around to try to help out the right tackle now, and you're not able to win the numbers game and the run game the way you'd like, and and some things just. Or they're going to have to curtail maybe the scope of their passing game and not be able to send as many guys vertical at once because you got to help out the right tackle. Um, I, I do wonder if that if that is a you know an injury where he's not coming back till the championship game or something like that. Can they get there without him? Um, I don't know. It's a big one. It's a big loss, Lane John. There's no doubt. When I saw him on the field, I was like, that's the last dude you want to lose on that offensive line. And I think the Eagles have arguably the best offensive line in football. Yes. Um, I, 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 I do. <coughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the Lions real quick. Jared Goff, 355 yards on the road, three touchdowns. Don't blame him. No. Blame the uh, the Lions defense. Yeah. 
What is the deal now? We've said this, though. You've been on this for a while. You said, listen, they're not that good. They're not that good. Baldy's been saying they're coming, but they're not that great. It's been all offense, right? We're scoring 35 a game. Keep up with us. They score 23. They lose 37-23 to the Panthers, who, by the way, if you're not paying attention, are coming on. And they're running the yeah. football, guys. Deontay Foreman, Chuba, uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, those guys are beast. They're handing the ball off to these guys. They're getting five yards a pop. They ran for yeah. 290 yards on the ground. Carolina is dangerous, and I would have oh, never yeah. thought I would have said that. So, Jason, what's going on with the Lions defense rearing its ugly head right now at the worst uh, uh, possible yeah. time? It's you really know? weird because this, the the Panthers had been really establishing a two-headed monster in the run game. And then Pittsburgh, who couldn't stop anything against the Ravens, shut that down. Yep. Um, and the Lions, the strength of that defense, since it has started to make incremental improvements the last six weeks, the major strides were made stopping the run. I mean, they had become a team where I almost felt like that was going to be a game where Carolina was going to have to disband the run by halftime to try to keep up. And then Sam Darnold might throw some picks because he can't just lean on Hubbard and Foreman. And they had seven runs of 20 yards or more. It's nuts. Like, this isn't high school football. Like that's not <laughs> supposed to happen that's in the right. NFL. Yeah. Like th that's crazy to me. I mean, they kicked the lion's ass up and down that field in the trenches. Um, you know, the lions were probably due for a blip. It happened. They're, they're still in the hunt. Uh, and, yeah, if Carolina beats Tampa, then we start looking at that division in a whole nother way. Again, Steve Wilkes absolutely positively should be handed that job. Now, if he if he wants to pursue other opportunities instead of that, he's also <laughs> earned that right uh, and, and then some. Yeah. But I don't know how after that debacle of Matt Rule and you see this, this, this individual transform your operation, make it professional grade, make players accountable make um, significant strides on both sides of the ball, stay in a playoff race with Sam Darnold, you know, who's what the fourth quarterback, at least the third quarterback they've played this year. Um, if that's not coaching, I don't know what is. Um, so, yeah, this is a, this is going to be a really interesting week for both of those teams. I don't think the lions are just going to completely wilt though. I, I don't think they're going to just disappear. Uh, I think they have more fight in them. Um, I'm a little concerned that it's been a few weeks since the run game has looked the way you would like it to look. Now, again, <clears throat> Jets, elite defense, Panthers, really good defense. So that might have something to do with it. Um, and, yeah, they, they, you, you can't give up 300 on the ground. Like that That just – that can't happen. So we'll see where these teams, you know, go from here. Uh, like they could both be in the playoffs. I, I mean, know. They can yeah. meet each other in the playoffs, hypothetically. So it's crazy. Who knows? It's the NFC is bonkers. It is. Uh, one last thing before we get out of here, guys. Again, subscribe, like us. New episodes Tuesday and Thursdays in the huddle, wherever you find your podcast. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired. Well, he's going to walk her. No, it'll be it'll be mutually <laughs> mutually decided to part ways. Yes, good which call. means good the call. lawyers figured out the money. Good call. Because but he don't want us and we don't want him, but uh, mutual parting of the ways. That's a good call. Yeah. You're, you're right. That, that'll be the quote. How do you not throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins but one time in four quarters, and yet you are considered to be an offensive-minded guy, a genius, uh, this great system, which I've not seen in the professional ranks. College is always exist. different. It doesn't. Um, you know my theory, right? 
the, the, the offense has been Kyler Murray, run around, run around, run around, run around, run around, run around. Oh, find somebody, and it looks great, and what a play playmaker Kyler Murray is. This thing has got to come to an end. The Cardinals have some real decisions to make, but that's one side of it. The Bucs win this game, and they beat the Cardinals 19-16. We've said it. Bucks of Carolina are going to win the NFC South. It's going to be ugly one way or the other. I think Panthers are playing better football right now. I just do. Yeah. But the Buccaneers still find a way to win. And, and I think the Cardinals, you're going, okay, Cardinals and Colts fans are in the same position, right? Bad things, bad organization, bad coaching, bad decision-making, all this. They're very similar in my mind, Jason. I don't know if I'd rather be a Cardinals fan or a Colts fan right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what you think of Kyler Murray because the Cardinals are stuck with him for several more years, whereas the Colts are going fishing for another quarterback for like the sixth straight year since Andrew Luck retired. Um, I mean, I think you could also make the case, though, that we were just the NFC is more watered down than the AFC. Yeah. So maybe that works in your favor. And guess what? I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a fluke. So you, you got a big boy quarterback now in the AFC South. Um where in the NFC South and the NFC West is as you know as good as it has been in recent years. Geno Smith, the bloom has come off that rose. San Francisco, they don't even know who their starting quarterback's going to be next year. I mean, maybe it's Brock Purdy, right? And Matthew Stafford's coming off a year that was basically a complete loss. I mean, they start talking about what his elbow and his shoulder in the spring, right? Yeah. And he didn't get through the season. So it might be Baker Mayfield. I, don't, I mean, I, I think Stafford will be back, but what does that look like and how much longer does that last? So may, I'm making a case for Arizona maybe to be able to get out of the doldrums sooner, but Arizona's roster is meh. Um, their culture is warped and toxic. Uh, what have the, what is the, what, like, tell me what have the, what have the, the Bidwell's done ever? It's just like, nothing. have they ever sustained even back to back really good seasons? I mean, they had the they had the, the the moment in time with Kurt Warner. What? Well, yeah. Outside of that, what am I missing? We can take it back, you know, to when they were the Phoenix Cardinals or what? Like, what have they like? How, what are you looking at with that ownership group saying, "Yeah, they get it. Yeah, they'll turn it around." Like, no, they're the Arizona Cardinals. There isn't much. No, it's true, guys. We got to run. We really appreciate you being here and checking us out. We're going to come back on Thursday. Brian Baldinger will be here, and uh, we'll talk about the games coming up this weekend. Important games. But, again, you're going to see some teams manage their roster and some guys playing. We talked about Lamar, some guys not. You've got to be careful heading into the playoffs because the ultimate goal is, especially for those teams that are in, Jason, not to just win, but win in the playoffs, right? Yes. It's, you, you got to manage this. Man, great job. Always love it. And uh, happy new year, man, because same uh, to you, my friend. Next, next week when you. we talk, it'll be 2023. Oh, By the nuts. way, what are you what, what are you working on for the post, man? People need to check it out. I uh, got some reporting on this Jets situation that I think uh, continues to point towards this being a little bit of a rocky offseason for them beyond just Zach Wilson. And then through the week, I'll be gathering some string on where the Broncos go from here as well. Uh, for sure. For sure. That ain't that ain't going to be easy turnaround either. All right, man. Check him out. Washington Post. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Subscribe and like us, guys. Tell your friends in the huddle. Brian Baldinger, Jason Lock on 4. I'm Carl Dukes. Everybody have a great day.